Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. Welcome. Um, Usually I kick off the show with a real estate update. We're going to skip that this week. It's Memorial Day weekend coming up. Pretty quiet week usually in real estate. Everybody's out, uh, especially I find when we've had really crummy weather over the winter, like we did this year with all the snow, everybody bails out. Um, In fact, we were laughing this morning. There's lots of traffic today. It took us forever to get up to the studio in the elevator. I think everybody's getting in their work days. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a ghost town on Friday. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I think that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but before we dive into today's show, I wanted to do a little drawing. Um, Sheila Storr, um, the coach... (laughs) <laughs> was on the show last I think week. they did your drawing right there. I know. <laughs> I think so. If you're watching the Facebook Live, I am about to do a drawing, but I just took the bag and swung everything. Oh, you did it again. <laughs> and I did it again. You're so happy. <laughs> so excited for today's show. <laughs> so Sheila gifted us um, two coaching sessions that we're giving away. So we did a little Facebook uh, and Instagram giveaway. And drum roll, please. Our winners are Julie Liebeck. Yay, Julie. And we'll be reaching out to you after the show to get that all set up for you. And da, 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 Jill Dean. Hooray. We're going to get that going for both of you. Yay, we'll reach out after the show. All right. Now, on to today's show. And our guest today, welcome. We have Jeff Luckhart today. Hi, Nicole. Thank yeah, thanks for having me today. Jeff is a busy man with all kinds of amazing stuff on the east side. Um, you're going to love today's show, especially if you're looking for something to do. Jeff is the executive director yes. of the Kirkland Performance Center. I am. Um, and we're going to go over it today. You guys have an amazing lineup of shows. And you. you're the drummer of Cream Tangerine. I am. You're yeah. a celebrity. I, well, I, I, kind of I, a big deal. I, have, I feel very fortunate to get to do what I love to do. So when you get, it, get up every day and get paid to do. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. I started this music journey when I was a real little kid, so I didn't know in the future I'd get to actually be making a living at right. it when I feel very fortunate to do that. So That's awesome. Yeah, super cool. Cool. Well, let's talk about the Kirkland Performance Center, and then we'll dive into Cream Tangerine. Absolutely. So, the in the Kirkland Performance Center, we were talking about it before the show. It's an amazing venue. Thank you it's so much. Right in the heart of Kirkland. There's 400 seats, so it's super intimate. It is. Um, but it's beautifully built, and you guys get some really top-name People there. Yeah, Nicole, we really do. And uh, I appreciate your kind words on it. It really is a gem for the community, not only for the Kirkland, but the entire, I would dare say, region. And Absolutely. As you said, four of the seats, um, the back row is only 35 feet from the stage. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know, of all things, um, we have about 84,000 people a year that come through KP. Do you really? We do. That's about a 15,000 are kids. And yes. so that's really cool. And, and every year it's about 12 to 15,000 first timers that come through. So it really does get utilized, gets visited. Um, and we do about 240 shows a year there, about 200 shows. Wow. Um, the majority of those shows are local artists or presenters mm-hmm. that rent the theater. And whatever artistic presentation they're using our stage for, we do that and help them with that. And about 30 shows a year are shows in our presented season that we curate that we put on. Mm-hmm. And so that season just ended last week with Colin Hay from Men at Work. Uh, awesome. So that was super cool. And then um, our next season will start uh, in the fall time. And we just got a great lineup coming up. So, yeah, we're really uh, honored to serve the community that way and, and do what we do. That's awesome. And you mentioned the kids thing. You guys do a lot of kids shows throughout the year. In fact, 
we live in Kirkland. We were talking about this. Our kids went to Lakeview Elementary, and every year they would My have. Kids the, went there. Did they? Yeah, yes, they did. Once upon a time. Yep. Yeah. And they every, every year you have your field trip down to the Kirkland Performance yeah. Center for uh, is it Doctor Kaboom? All that stuff. The kids, yeah. And then there's always Doctor Kaboom is very cool. He's that, yeah, he's that's a hit pretty in our fun. House. Yeah, that's good. It's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's different plays and stuff. So I think yeah. it's a great a that you offer it in general for anybody in the community, but that. It, for us, especially, it's so close that the kids have been able to have field yeah. trips there and experience and that. I appreciate that. Yeah, and um, we have a long-term partner. I just a shout-out to a group called Studio East. They're oh, based they're in Kirkland. Awesome. Yep, mm-hmm. and um, so they do a part for little kids called Storybook Theater. Yes. And then they also do uh, a teen uh, play in the summer and then um, all the other stuff that they do. And um, they're our longest-term partner since great. year one. And, again, they just do a great job with all that stuff. So Fantastic. Yeah. Great. And I was reading online this morning – you guys opened KPC, Kirkland Performance Center. I think it was back in the 80s, right? It's I, kind of an offshoot of the Village Theater that's in Issaquah. That's a good, yeah. So back in the 80s, there was a group of people, uh, citizens of Kirkland, mm-hmm. and, and actually the, the city, the government, the, okay. the, the, um, the city hall, um, they wanted to, they felt the need to start a theater. So it was originally supposed to be uh, village, and then mm-hmm. they actually moved out to Issaquah. Oh, got it. And so um, but then it finally got built. Um, it took, uh, they had to raise millions of dollars to do that, mm-hmm. grassroots, like I said, and it finally got completed in 1998. And mm-hmm. then, so they've, uh, we've been open, it's our 20th 20, year right yeah. now. Yeah, oh, so it's our 20th anniversary. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool story how it came together, really by citizens of Kirkland that wanted to have that presentation in the community. And it continues to be. You guys still have a really solid community activist we really do i mean it is yeah very robust i appreciate that um we've worked really hard even this year to um we think what our mission and our vision Mm -hmm. is for the uh kpc we talk about being a community connected by culture so we're a gathering space to be a community connected by culture and so and we really uh it's not just a cute saying on the world uh, on the wall Uh, sometimes as you can imagine in my um, role, I get asked times, what's it feel like to be like the arts leader of Kirkland or yeah. the music leader? And I was like, honestly, I don't see myself as the arts guru or the music. I really see myself not as a um, as a music director or a music curator, but more as a connector. And sure. so we really see our stage. Um, we don't want to define that by any one particular genre or presentation. I feel like when, any, so, when someone gets on that stage and rents the theater, um, whether it's a speech or a film mm-hmm. or a music presentation or a graduation or whatever, that to them is is a creative um, uh, uh, presentation. Sure. And so we want to be uh, cultivating, um, connecting audiences to some presentation on the stage. So we really see ourselves as as connectors. And um, and oftentimes you'd think I'd understood everything that was going on the stage. Sometimes I'll walk out there and not really know what's going oh. on. It's like, I don't know what's going on here, right? But, but I don't have to. Um, right. 400 people have to understand and connect with something they want to connect with Mm -hmm. so we see ourselves as building a stronger fiber and a stronger uh, community by using culture mostly music uh, to do that and that's um that's what gets me up every day to do that i I really i really believe in the power of music and uh artistic presentation to uh, change people and um you know when we're in this age of you know having our faces and iPhones and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff and get entertained that way. Um, I hope that we're a place that people can disconnect from that. Right. That's great. I'm a pro- I love it, too. Yeah, there's a but, time um, and a place for there's everything. There's a time and a place, absolutely. Um, but um, the, the magic of sitting in a chair with other people, celebrating something and connecting with some something done well on a stage, I think you can never replace that. And I think that's what makes our community a lot. One of the things that makes our community stronger. I love it. 
Absolutely. Um, And like we were talking about before the show, that's the whole reason I do this show, right, is to introduce people or remind them about things that are out there and available that might have fallen off their radar because it's just a great way to enjoy it. You know, one of our favorite things to do is to do a show there. And you're right downtown Kirkland. You know, you park your car. Yeah. Um, it's safe. It's, you know, I'm, that's why I'm an East Sider. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. like the East Side vibe, right? Parking is free. Parking's free. Easy. You go to dinner. Great you restaurants, nightlife. Yep, you walk over. Lakes right awesome. down there. Yeah. It's a good hang. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And you guys have a great lineup coming this fall as Thank well. Thank you for that. We do. I'd yeah. like to share Can that. Share? Yeah, yeah, I'd be absolutely. happy that. So uh, in no particular order, but um, Los Lobos is opening up our uh, season this year. It's our 45th anniversary. Great. Jake Shumapakuro is going to be there. Uh, world-renowned ukulele. They call him the Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele. Really? True. Yeah, he's really okay. cool. Okay. Uh, soul legend Booker T. Jones. He'd like all the Otis Redding and mm-hmm. the Staples Sisters and all that stuff from the 60s. Booker T and the MGs, that was that. Uh, Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees. Uh, great shout out to a great local act called Rise Up that does all the music of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. We did two two sold out shows with those guys. Really, last year. fantastic! Oh my goodness! Uh, so the Bodines are going to be there. Uh, the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Uh, one of my favorite bands, the Posies, are going to be there. Fantastic! So, uh, Mavis Staples herself, and she's American treasure. Uh, we're going to have her this year. John Pizzarelli. Um, we're going to do, uh, we, we, we started uh, a community, there's a community musical that t- took place a long time ago, went away for 10 years. We brought it back last year. We did the Music Man. Okay. And so we're going to do this annual every year. It was a huge hit. And so we're going to do Mamma Mia this year. We love okay. ABBA and all that stuff. That is really cool. John, uh, Joan Osborne and the Weepies will be there. Uh, and then uh, local favorites, uh, Pink Martini, and just uh, it's going to be a great lineup. So also, as we were talking earlier, I'm, I'm excited about this. It's the 15th anniversary of Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. So we're going to show oh that. Gosh. And Napoleon himself is going to be the John Heater, going to host the night. So it's going to be awesome. So uh, I can't even imagine. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> so uh, so you got a great lineup. And then we always, um, there'll be another five or six or ten shows we'll add throughout the year. But um, really um you know, again, honored to bring these to the community and super fun. That's great. And you have, um, so when will that lineup be available? Yeah, I uh, think that uh, tickets go on sale in the middle of August. Our okay. season, about, I think it's the 15th of August. Those okay. tickets will be coming uh, on sale. And then these, um, our season starts in um, October and will last uh, until next June. Okay. So that's our season usually, it's about, a long about season. October until June. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. great. Yeah. Um, I love the Napoleon Dynamite. I'm totally, I, totally getting tickets. That is such that. an awesome movie. <laughs> it's I know. Hysterical. There's about three or four movies I can see over and over again and not get bored. That's one of them. I, so and our kids are hilarious. just at the age like, oh, yeah. yeah, they could probably totally get oh, into yeah. that. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Never gets old. Totally. Well, and speaking of kids, you know, my husband's super into music. He just, he could go to concerts every single night. And oh, that just, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. He has a giant record collection, one of, Ryan, our youngest favorite things to do is he cleans records with his dad. And see, now don't even get me started on that. I That's know. my hobby is collecting vinyl yes. records. And yeah. So they have this whole process. Whenever he buys one, they you know they come home and they clean yes. it. Yes. We could rabbit trail on that big time totally. right now. Yes. Um, and but... my 1973 vintage hi-fi system. Oh, oh awesome! Oh my gosh! All right. Yeah. <laughs> I have a. I have a. I told you I was in rabbit trail. I have a 1973 vintage Marantz with oh, matching really? Advent speakers. Yeah, I just. Uh, anyways. Yeah, okay. Totally geek. That's anyway, geek. yeah. Uh, super Good geeky. Times. Yeah. <laughs> super geeky. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> but we like taking our kids to shows, right? And, yes. Um, to introduce them to music because they love, and they do, they love music. And it's nice to have smaller venues like this where they yeah. can go and kind of rock out and you're not worried as a parent, like, what happened to my kid? Or, yeah, that's real safe. What's going on? Yeah. Um, th- 
we had a show like that that was like that big time this year um, at called Trombone Shorty mm-hmm. in Orleans Avenue. So we had them here. Um, they they were you know they're on the way up, and I don't know if we'll ever get these guys again. They're playing at Benaroya when they come through in July. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of families. But it was like. Um, my favorite band is the Foo Fighters of all things. Oh, Gary loves the Foo Fighters. Oh, here we go. We're going to have a show on that. Uh, but if, if, the, if you took a jazz band and, and made him with the spirit of the Foo Fighters, that was trombone shorty. That but it was funny. kids and parents. And when it, when it was all done, I told some of my leadership, I go, that was like back in a 747 on the stage and the after partners of the audience, like a Foo Fighter show. Really? Yeah. So um, super fun. Yeah, yeah. just see, you know, families in there. Yeah, it's just good. Rocking out. Rocking out. Good, clean fun. Yeah. It's good for your health. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah. It's really good it's for you. It's fun to introduce the kids to that. Absolutely. It's, it's fun to take the kids to the Foo Fighters show, too, if you guys haven't done we that, did. So. We did not take them to the Foo Fighters show. We went, but we have not taken the kids oh, d- yet. Did you guys go to the one in the, uh, uh-huh. at, at Safeco? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I've taken my kids to several of those. So, have yeah, you? Super awesome. Their time will come. I'm yes, sure. yes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's just being a good parent. It is, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. And with the shows, and um, it looks like you can buy packages if you want, right? Of yeah. tickets. Yeah. There's a, a bunch of different ways you can participate. Yeah. If you go to our website at www.kpcenter.org, mm-hmm. you'll see different ways. There's three packs and five packs and things like that. Or if you call our box office, they're great. You can customize those packages. Sure. And so, um, yeah, the thing that's cool about being a small, intimate theater, our staff can assist you mm-hmm. with things a little more custom that way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so you can set it up like that. Perfect. And you guys yeah. usually do something fun around the holidays and stuff as oh, well. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff going on the holidays. Yeah, yeah. there's kids stuff or celebrity shows or um, a couple years ago, um, we had Kenny G's holiday tour come oh, through. Fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Or, um, it's all sorts I think of we stuff. did. It was like a variety show or something we did. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, hysterical. Yeah, the kids thought it was awesome. Yes, there's there's always <laughs> something. Yeah, the holidays are super busy for. Yeah, us. yeah and you know, um, anymore, um, you know, we're we're 365. There's something almost daily there. Uh, I we with that Colin Hayes show, I walked in and saw my team, and we were talking about doing a big show, and we started looking back over the day. It was our fourth show that day, so we, oh we turned the room three times with kids stuff. Uh-huh. Took a breather, loaded in the band, did that, and that so that is remarkable. Yeah, I and mean, that's not every day, but as time goes on, it'll it'll be, you know, once a day or twice a day mm-hmm. or, or that type of thing. And we look in our calendar next year, and um, I'm I'm we're fortunate. It's not always like this for a nonprofit theater, but you know, our, our rental situation we're um, we're booked up now between uh, July or now in July of 2020, where right. it's all getting filled up, right? So right. it's just really cool for the community to see the demand in the theaters. The years go by. Super, more viable than ever before, more of a right. demand than ever before, and just um, really, um, I think you know, if you're interested, it's something that something's for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, and in the summer, a lot of international, uh, we get really busy with that from folks from the indie community or Bulgaria, Iran, China, just to see the not only the local stuff that you might think of, but just mm-hmm. the international right. expression there. I'm I'm just really honored by that. That's so, fantastic. Um, Is that yeah. with performances? And- yeah. Yeah, oh, that's all sorts right. of stuff. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you can rent out the theater yes. for your own events and stuff. I've been there for a couple of private that's events. That's right. And it's, it's a great venue for that. Yeah, it's cool to start seeing people um, be creative how they use the space. Mm, Again, mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it could be anything, like I said, a presentation or a, um, a, a business meeting or uh, to start seeing uh, there's a stage and there's lights and there's sound. And we have a um, really cool um, under the stage, there's the old orchestra, orchestra pit. We turn into a VIP club. Oh, it's do called you? called The Kirk. 
No way. And so people use that for things. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So uh, for people who are donors of $500 or more a mm-hmm. year, they get a membership to the Kirk. And before the show and during the intermission, you can come down and meet other sponsors and donors. Oh, and how fun. There's a wine bar down. So we don't advertise it. But it's cool to be in the audience and hear the party going on under the stage. It's truly an underground club. I and love so, it. It's uh, like it, a little speakeasy. It's totally Kirk like that. Club. Yeah. Okay. It's really awesome. And so um, it's... The word gets out by word of mouth, and mm-hmm. there's a great membership down there. And uh, then oftentimes the artists will come down to a meet and greet before the show, and it, oh, it, it's super cool. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, um, when I first came there, I really um, I believe that music and art is not a spectator sport, right? Right. The ultimate expression when you watch it, and then one day maybe you do that, mm-hmm. which is how I got into the music industry. Right. Uh, I remember my first. Um, time at a concert when I was 10. I don't know why I wanted to, but all I wanted for Christmas is I wanted to see the Beach Boys. Really? Because Brian Wilson was back in the band. And my back at the Key Arena, which was then the Coliseum, my mom took me. I was like in fourth grade. I was like, that's what I want to do, right? Really? I, it, that was it. I knew. And here I am all these years later as a grown-up, and that's what I do. And it started It started that concert. Like, like that's my calling, you know? So, I love um, that. So I love it when someone comes and connects or... Mm-hmm picks up a trombone or picks up a guitar or wants to act or wants to do something because they were inspired by that. And then they, you know, with the Kirk, what's cool is you get to come on stage, come backstage, come under the stage. And it's just, um, we like to think about art or music as not, it's, it's something that becomes part of you. It infects right. you. you right. Know? And it, um, it really is something that you're, um, you know, it's, it's a big part of your life. So I think symbolically it's great to have people in the stage, under the stage, not yeah. just watching it, but, but being part of participating. That. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's so. fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So speaking of that, you are a full time musician as well. I am as part of Cream Tangerine. I am. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So uh, back to that Beach Boys story. Um, so um, I connected with the drummer, right? Dennis Wilson. It's the first drummer I ever saw that really um, you know spoke to me, and so. Uh, when I was a little kid, next Christmas, um, wasn't long after that, I was asking for a drum set for Christmas. Uh-huh. My mom was, uh, I had a mom that really encouraged that. So she didn't see the drums God being noisy. <laughs> yeah, we went to a pawn shop and got a drum set. And she really encouraged uh, me, my, myself and my brother with our musical pursuits. So the next thing, you know, my room was being built out to a practice studio. And I was in seventh grade. And that was it, right? Really? So, um, yeah, so all these year, years later, still do that. Um about 15 years ago, me and my close buddy started a beer and pizza night on Wednesday nights to learn Beatles music. Uh-huh. And we decided, um, you know, some people might want to climb Mount Rainier or mm-hmm. get a sale, but we wanted to learn the Beatles White Album cover to cover. It was okay. 31 songs. Just like, just, wow, just to see lot. if we could do it, right? We yeah. didn't have any aspirations. We weren't trying to start anything. So it took us about a year and we learned it. And then a buddy of ours heard us play it and asked us to open for him at a club. And, um, it took off right away. So sometimes yeah. you work and work and work to get something up. But that first year, we played that around the Northwest 50 times. Wow. And over two years, we played it 100 times. And it just it just took off on on accident. And so, um, and how make, old were you at this point? We were in our, some of us were in our 20s, early okay. 30s, right? Yeah. So my out kids were little. Got it. I, I had school age. I was a newer dad, right? Uh-huh. And so um, I didn't have a softball team. All of a sudden, I had this, like, white album band. Okay. And so um, then an agent discovered us and um, said, you know, if you... Um, change your repertoire, it might go places for it. And so we haven't looked at, we've done 30 to 50 shows now. It's been over 15 years. Yeah. Turned into a business and yeah. turned into a full-time thing, right? Yeah. And so um, that's how Cream Tangerine was born. So now we do um, almost, I'd say 90% of their catalog. 
And then we also recreate albums. Like we'll do a whole, we'll do the White Album still, or Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. But we did it at KPC with our symphony orchestra. Oh, cool. And then, or Abbey Road, or um, we started doing the rooftop concert down in Seattle uh, okay. every year. We've done that for 10 straight years uh, on the roof at the Pike Place Market. We used oh, do that do anniversary really? of the Beatles' last concert. So, um, yeah, and it's just been a real joy to play the music of the Beatles um, for people. And mm-hmm. so we don't try to look like them or be like them or. Yeah. Do their accents or anything like that. We're, we're, we're ourselves. Just you, yeah. Which I and think we, is way better. Yeah. Right? And we don't even really try to sound, sometimes it comes out sounding like that. We just try to be a good rock band that plays the Beatles music. Okay. And so for, uh, we didn't know that was going to take off or not, but for 15 years, it just, it just people like it, right? Yeah. So we just figured as long as people start, keep coming, we'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's super fun to do. That's awesome. Well, there's something I think about the Beatles music; it appeals to everybody. It really does, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't think there's much music that does appeal to everybody. It could be a five year old or a ninety five year old. It could be a yeah. heavy metal headbanger or a rapper or a classical music. But for some reason, the Beatles music it's the universal musical language. So it really is. It really is. Yeah. In fact, it's funny. This was a couple years ago. We took um, my dad and his wife to an outdoor concert, um, and as well as our kids. Right. So you know, you've got like five to 75 yes you know and we wanted to do it so they're like fine we'll go but you can tell they're like whatever whatever yeah we'll humor you (laughs) yeah yeah just trying to we'll just go yeah yeah. but the artists played a lot of Beatles music and they loved it they came home you know like oh my gosh that was so fun and you can tell the underlying message was we thought this was going to be the worst night ever (laughs) we ended up enjoying ourselves yeah Um, and the kids loved it too right so there's something about that music it really bridges it really does it it, uh, generation yeah totally and yeah I I think 500 years from now people will as we listen to Bach or people will still listen to the Beatles but it's uh um, yeah, just the, the different styles and what they accomplished. And the, the Beatles were only together and famous not even 10 years. Yeah. And when they broke up, no one was even 30. It's really. Really? It, yeah. I no, didn't realize that. Though. Everybody was under 30 when they hung it up. And But yeah, the, oh they had the early kind of, you know, early stuff, right? Yeah. Like the 50 sound of stuff. And then it kind of got into more folk and then psychedelic and then more blues and rock and the variety and the, the melody and the, you know, um, the the song content, the stories, it really strikes a chord with people. So mm-hmm. um, That's great. Do yeah. you have any favorite Beatles songs that oh you love God. to play? I get asked that a lot. That's hard to pick that. I, I <laughs> They're all so cool. Yeah. Uh, this sounds, not to be cliche, they're just all, I just love it all. I, I would, it's totally okay. Yeah, I couldn't say this is my one favorite. Uh-huh. I'd say my favorite album, you know, to understand the Beatles is probably to hear them in the context of albums, how they mm-hmm. created that. So I'd probably say, um, if I'd live with one, it'd probably be the album Revolver, okay. which is mid-career for them, and kind of was transitioning from the early stuff and the folk stuff right before Sgt. Pepper and all that, Got and, it. and a huge transition in their in their career. Um, but um, yeah, I just I love all that stuff. That's great. So yeah, very cool. Um, and you, so, and you guys have your website for Cream Tangerine because you're busy throughout the summer. Yeah, thank you. You guys are doing a lot of shows. Yeah, we're doing, we'll, we'll do upwards of 30 shows over the summer. And so, um, it's www.creamtangerine.com mm-hmm. and C-R-E-M-E. Right. And, um, yeah, we'll play a lot of summer festivals and wineries and stuff like mm-hmm. that this summer. And then in the fall, we'll start playing into like theaters and right. we play at Kirkland Performance Center a lot. I'm honored to do that. And, uh, yeah, it's just a... Real labor of love to do that. That's great. And you guys do corporate events and private events? Yeah, corporate, uh, private events. A band for yeah, no, if, if you're out, then you need that. We are for hire. Yeah, no shame in that. And so, um, yeah, weddings, corporate events. We, I think we've done it all. So I um, bet. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, and the, uh, the, it, it, the Beatles music is uh, applicable 
to, to anything. Yeah. It's, it's just remarkable to see people continue to connect for the different reasons that they do. Yeah. So celebrations or, like I said, theater, whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's great. I love it. I don't know how you time, find time to do all this because I'm sure it's a full-time gig getting everything set up at um, – Kirkland Performance. It is. Now that is on the road doing all. This yes, and, uh, Kirkland Performance is my full time work, and I'm there all the time. But you know, the thing with the music and Cream Tangerine, I, I've done it for so long, as have the other guys. I mm-hmm. get, like, and, and after a time, um, the, the band really is a family. We've all known each other. Yeah. One, one of the guys I've known since we were teenagers. And really? Well, I'm, yeah, many. De- we're not teenagers anymore. Many, many decades past that. But um, and then I think. Um, yeah, it's just part of it's just part of life. Musicians that if, if someone's a musician, they're listening to this. You know, it's not something you do; it's really who you are. Right. And so it's um, it's not like you now. I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to play music. It's just kind of you're always in that right. stream, right? And, exactly. And um, like I said, some people might have a Harley Davidson, or they might play softball, or they might scuba dive. I just played drums in a rock and roll band, and That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's very good for your health, uh, and yeah, the people that you meet and the places that you go. Um, you know, I've done through through this. Sometimes I have the opportunity to like talk to students or give a lecture or something like that, and I have a talk I do called "Everything I Learned About Life and Business I Learned by Being in a Rock and Roll Band." So they think oh, I'm I gonna. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, you throw TVs up? No, I'm not talking about. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about getting in trouble and you know abusing myself. What I am talking about is um, collaboration, mm-hmm. listening talking friendship cool. just like when you go to work every day you have to listen you have to talk you have to collaborate uh-huh. you have to innovate um you have to market you have to you have to stay yeah. on top of your game uh you can't sit on your laurels you have to compete right. um, and, and and a band is an entrepreneurial venture yes um, without that, question if yeah. you've been doing it for 15 years yeah if you're it gonna absolutely get it, is a yeah business. just like a business it's just just thinking when you get up and go to work every day what you have to do to be yeah. successful at that and being a band is is the same exact thing so it's just um that's what I really encourage kids to pick up an instrument. It's not about being good. It's about the journey that you take. Mm -hmm. It's really good life experience. Not all the, don't try to get famous at it. Don't try to make a bunch of money. Don't abuse yourself. But the the discipline of of doing that and being good and learning your instrument and knowing there's five other people that are depending on me. If I don't rehearse, I'm letting them down. Uh Um, We're all a team in this together. We win together. We lose together. Just great life lessons. Yes. By being in a rock and roll band. That's amazing. And you do this talk for kids? Oh, yes. Well, prior to... Prior to Kirkland Performance Center, I was I worked at a, a great school in Kirkland called Northwest University. I was oh, there sure. almost twenty years. Were you really? I was, and okay. I was um, our gal fl- that hangs out with the kids after school just graduated from. Oh, Northwest. it's a great school. That That's yeah. my alma mater as well. Okay, and um, I did a I did my um, graduate my undergrad and my graduate work there. And so, um, but for um, seventeen years, I was there. I founded a music industry program there called Creatio. Okay. And I was the um, I was the chair of the department. So we had a BA in um, recording arts and a BA in music business. And okay. so I taught all the music biz- industry classes. I love there. it. And so I, um, with my students, I would have that yeah. talk with them. And when you take the, the fame out of it and the money out of it, you know, you got to make a living and stuff like right. that. But it's really about being good at work, yes. not about trying to be the next big thing. Yeah. You know, so... I love yeah. it. Look yes. at this. We're like getting a whole music business life education. Yeah, right, so, right, yeah. Thanks so much so, for joining us today, Jeff. Of I so appreciate it. We'll have links to everything on the website after the show, NicoleMangina.com forward slash podcast. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Thank Bye-bye. you.